Hey, this is Coley, and you're listening to the Still With You podcast. Hey, everyone. You are going to love my first guest on the show. Her name is Tiffany Chin, and she is a close friend of mine who kind of has become my mentor. Or let's just say she has become my mentor. She's the girl that I turn to for almost anything, especially in my walk with the Lord. She's been such a spiritual leader in my life, and she's someone I really look up to. So in this episode, you'll hear us laugh a lot over breakfast She's going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how God has worked in her life in overcoming pain. It's just awesome to hear Tiffany speak. So I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with my dear friend, Tiffany Chen. You're the first person with the microphone mm-hmm. in the whole lot. I'm so excited. This is awesome. Yeah, I am too. For those of you listening, setting, like we are literally sitting at Tiffany's kitchen table and we have our cups of coffee and toast with guacamole, holy guacamole, and our yes. eggs and <laughs> breakfast muffins. And we are like fully enjoying our breakfast. Yes, so, it's all good. so glad you guys are listening. So, I'm Tiffany Chen. I've lived in Pensacola for 10 years now. So, this is home. I'm a counselor right now. I'm counseling kids and adults and teens. Definitely a passion and something I love to do. I am right now like learning to simplify my life, more hospitality. So that's why I had Coley over. And She's doing a fine job. So You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. So I love being outside. I love the beach. I love living here. I love the local life, Pensacola. You, say, you really do have a passion for Pensacola. Yes, like, I really do. I if any like of I... us have like where we need to pick a place to go eat, mm-hmm. it's like we always text Tiffany. <laughs> Or Tiffany will know, like, and you'll even yeah. just, like know what to order on the menu. Yeah, like, which is crazy. And you're originally from Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, from Huntsville. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. She's so. a Missouri girl, so yep. which I love. Till I was ten, and then we moved. Mm-hmm. And she, you went to school down here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yep. that's what brought you here. Yep. I found out about UWF from actually a music teacher, and looked into the school, and looked at their social work program. That's what my degree's in, and I liked it. I liked that it was at the beach. I felt like. God just opened the door for me to come, and so I came, and it's amazing because God does his thing, and I didn't know anybody when I moved down here, but now I feel like I'm firmly planted and rooted, and I love it yeah. here. It's amazing, like, the city, like, living in such a small town, like, to me, Pensacola was huge, mm-hmm. and then when you get here, it becomes so small. Like, mm-hmm. you actually will see people at the store that mm-hmm. you, like, know, and, mm-hmm. like, you'll meet friends who are, have mutual friends with mm-hmm. you, and I love it. Like, it does not feel like a big city to me at all anymore. Yeah. And the longer you live here, the more small you find it to be. Yeah. Because you start to know people that know you through from other people, or you just have a lot of friends that know other friends and make connections. So, backstory on how we met. We should probably talk about that, how we met. Mm-hmm. So, Chris and I had been going to um, Liberty Downtown for, oh, about, I think it was maybe like two months or okay. so. I felt that it was like time for me to join a small group. So, I looked in the church program, and on the bottom of the program, there it said like Young Professionals, mm-hmm. and it's the Young Professionals group. And so, I just texted the number which was Tiffany's mm-hmm. number there and I'm yeah. like hey are you guys doing groups at the time and it was during the summer so you weren't doing groups yeah and you guys were just like no we're meeting
speeding up, and you, it was when you were moving. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Remember when you yeah. were moving, mm-hmm. and you said like, "Hey, everyone's coming over, and we're going to help me move." And like, I couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. I had to work. Yeah. But then that next week, you guys all met at Fosco's. Yeah. And I showed up, and I was the first one there. Yeah. And I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh!" Everyone came in, and I think it was like when Jamie came. Yeah. And, like, like it was like Everybody five or six came. girls. I felt like I had met my people because you guys were like all like around my age and like all my season of life. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. And you were so great. Like you were so welcoming. Oh, I love that. I love connecting people. I feel like that's like a passion of mine too is to connect people or bring people into groups and stuff like that. So I couldn't believe it. You were just like, yeah, you can come over to my house and help me move. Like you wouldn't know me from anyone. I'm like, it was cool. You have moved quite a bit though. Mm, I've moved almost every year that I've lived here. The last place I lived, I lived there for You're almost three years. in the area. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm tired of moving, <laughs> too. Yeah. It's just hard. It's just hard. But I'm thankful. I have a lot of friends that come and help me. Yeah, and I like the area you're in. I always feel like yeah. this is like the uh, East Hill is like the 12 south of Nashville. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's so cute. It's got like the mm-hmm. little boutiques and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think Sarah laughed at me when I told her that. <laughs> she was like... Really? Because mm-hmm. our friend Sarah, she's her sister lives in Nashville, mm-hmm. so she always associates with Nashville. It's like her sister city, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she laughed at me when I said that. I love this area. It's quaint. I like that a lot of people are outside. They're more active. Yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah. it's like year-round. You'll just see mm-hmm. people, like, in shorts, mm-hmm. just out. Walking their dogs. Walking their dogs. Jogging. I love that. Sitting you on can... their front porch, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. So it's more of a neighborhoodly vibe that I feel like, just in general, our culture has gone away from. So. When I first moved here, I thought that was, like, ocean vibes like like yeah come hang with us like uh-huh. bro or whatever yeah but it's like no yeah. it's more of like the southern hospitality down here yeah and yeah. I love it. And what cracks me up is that I guess I'd never noticed this before, but like the winter attire here is like people wear like bulky sweaters and sandals. Mm-hmm. It's like freezing cold outside and you're still going to wear your flip-flops. Yeah, they hold on. I used to be that way, but I am so cold natured now. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not holding on to the sandals. I will wear my Oh, I boots. can't. I could not do that. It's just like if I'm wearing a bulky sweater, I do not want my toes showing mm-hmm. at all. But there are some days, like some days this week, it's been warmer. So it's like you need a sweater, but it's okay to wear flip-flops or sandals so it's kind of whatever floats your bread I guess. Tiffany's like um one of the like most spirit-led people that I've ever met. Mm. Can we like go there? Because for me which people are will learn like I haven't really connected with the Holy Spirit up until mm. like maybe like high school. I always just thought of it and this is terrible but I thought it at in like the Trinity I thought it was always like the weaker. A lot of people And think it's that. so terrible like isn't that horrible that I'd never really considered that because it's like I think that I thought of God being like such the supreme, supreme being mm-hmm. that when it came to the Holy Spirit I kind of thought he was a sidekick once I pressed in and kind of learned like what the Holy Spirit's power was and like how it literally altered your world completely mm-hmm. like I literally was addicted to it like just like welcoming the Holy Spirit yeah. and feeling its presence mm-hmm. you definitely like from the first time I met you you've always been someone who kind of exudes that I don't so, like, see that but I totally you, do so. like I do so, like yeah. can you talk about that a little bit I think the same way as you have thought about the Holy Spirit I did too for a long time because it wasn't necessarily taught from the pulpit a lot at church and just I didn't grow up in church. I knew about God and Jesus, but I didn't really know a lot about the Holy Spirit. And you would hear people talk about the Holy Spirit, but it's like, eh. 
Eh, we don't really talk. There's a lot of mystery around the Holy Spirit. And the more that I've studied and the more that I have had conversations with people, I mean, remember being in young adults at, at Liberty, um, their North Campus, and we had like one night where we just talked about what who the Holy Spirit was and what he oh, was about. Awesome. And we had one of the pastors come so he could help kind of monitor the conversation and whatnot. There needs to be more um, of that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so, and I feel like in the last couple of years, the church as a whole and nationally, I guess, um, has been more in tuned to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit on who and, and unpacking who he is and unpacking the power that he has. Because I think a lot of people are afraid or just don't know. Like I was. I didn't know. Yeah. He's this kind of like mystery yeah, it is. character. Yeah. And you don't even call him a person. A lot of people's like it or like it's just this yeah. like unknown thing. And so being able to know that he is a person, he is the one that's giving you power. He's the one that's talking to you. He's the one that is empowering you and reminding you of scripture and helping you live out your godly life. That sounds way more comforting than some kind of mystery Oh yeah, that's out there. And so for me, like it just took a lot of prayer and a lot of time and a lot of studying to really get to where I'm at now. And just friends, we would just have conversations and everybody had different backgrounds and yeah. are coming from different denominations. And so it's always been interesting to have those conversations and see what people think and then really dig into the Bible and say, okay, what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? And then allowing yourself to have encounter. Mm-hmm. What I love about our church is that they're about giving you opportunity to encounter God every yeah. week. They've always been that way as long as I've been there to be able to have an encounter with God and knowing that your encounter with God is through the Holy Spirit. He is the vessel that we are are, you know, receiving word and receiving things and helping us and showing us things and reminding us of things. So, of course, like, we want to get to know him. And, that's good. and then just coming into intimacy with yeah. him, not, not being afraid of that. And that's not that it's some weird thing, but just that closeness. Yeah. And the more you build closeness with him, the more you receive, not the more you receive this power. I think you're more open to the power of yeah. the Holy Spirit. On that, I don't even know that much about the Holy Spirit. Like, there's so mm-hmm. much that I've yet to to learn mm-hmm. but I can tell now and I don't know what it is I can't even put my finger on it but I can tell when I walk into a room like going to a conference or like even at church every mm-hmm. time I walk into that auditorium I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and I feel like people have prayed over that mm-hmm. I just I, it's like yeah. I can almost I've never haven't seen them pray but I mm-hmm. can feel that there have been people there who right. have been like come mm-hmm. like come Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and just like flood this place feel like the anticipation of like God's move do you get that when you go into that auditorium oh yeah or anywhere that I go like I feel like I'm God has like entombed my discernment same, as far as same. like my spiritual eyes and I know I listened to a podcast by um, John and Lisa Bevere and Lisa Bevere was talking mm-hmm. about how as women we have more of an intuition where we can feel things a little bit more. So she had talked about how that's positive for us, that we can feel and kind of discern things more. Not that we're better than men, but it's just no, something that so women have. Mm-hmm. Like, my, why not use that as a resource for the kingdom and, like, yeah. like it would show up in yeah. our Yeah, and knowing that, like, we can feel things, we're like, hmm, that's just not right. There's something inside yeah. of me that can say yeah. that there's something right. Or, wow, like, I really feel the power of the Holy Spirit here. Or, like, I feel the same way when I walk in. I feel this peace and His presence yeah. and... The other day we were at church, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before, and the worship team was just going, and I just felt they are ushering in the Holy Spirit. That's I like too. the visual yes. that I saw, and I always think of like Joshua and Jericho, where they're like 
marching around yeah. and the worship team that's is so like good. the people that are marching around they're the first ones and that's how I felt like they're rushing in the Holy Spirit they're asking the Holy Spirit to come and they're like the front lines of the yeah. service to set the tone and that's really cool to really see that so I don't know if I answered your question no but, you uh, so did yeah. like that is so good is there garlic in this bread probably I'm like oh my gosh like so self-conscious of my breath no, now and like it's we're both whole- eating it so <laughs> I'm in good company. I'm safe. Talk about, like, with your work. Um, I feel like where I'm working now is a little bit harder, um, but I have reminders that help me. Like, I have a canvas on my wall from my prior job that my clients made for me, and it's my favorite scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And oh, so, that. like, I can just look at that and just to be able to remember and acknowledge and pray, because sometimes I get into work mode or counseling mode and it's like you forget or you're so busy but somebody said I think in one of our small I think Tiffany had said in one of our small groups another Tiffany yes another Tiffany I know Um, like we we have like like three three. yeah Yeah, which is crazy like I'm normally the only one which is fine there's more go ahead though I didn't mean to interrupt it's okay she said something like if you're doing what you're doing for the Lord then he is there yeah. You don't have to necessarily, like, beat yourself up for not acknowledging his presence yeah. or not praying because you're, you you're know, doing his work. what you're doing yeah. is you're doing his work. So, which for me, like, I have to really, like, discern that and remember that because sometimes I do, like, oh, I forgot to pray for this one today or I forgot to, but yeah. I've gotten in a routine in the morning or even at night if I'm worried about a certain client or if I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them the next day, to really just pray about it and release it. Yeah. Pray that God's will will be done. And then I do pray over our the house that we're in now is actually, ironically, one of the houses I used to work in. So um, I know, like, in the past, that house has been prayed over and anointed and everything because it was a Christian ministry that I worked in. So there was... You know, that house is covered so many times. So, like, even just walking in there, like, I know that. I know the history of it. And so there's, like, God's peace, I feel like, rests in that place. And I pray for that. I pray for my work. I pray for my coworkers. um, Because not all my coworkers are believers, and that's Mm -hmm. okay. And I love having conversations and building relationships with them. I think for as much as I love working in a Christian organization, I was in a Christian bubble. Mm -hmm. Like, I worked at a Christian place. I go to church on Sunday. Most of my friends were Christians, and it's like you got used to being around like-minded people, which was good, but I think I had lost almost how to relate to people that weren't believers, and so this job and other things like I joined the rowing club here to help me kind of step outside my comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't in a long time, but it was, I loved rowing, but also like I know it's a diverse, it was an opportunity. I felt like God was like, I need to push you outside of your comfort zone and just get to know people for people. I think sometimes we build ourselves up that we have to like spread the gospel and and preach to people. And so there's this like tension, but really it's just getting to know people for who they are. Like we're we're all humans. (laughs) My thing right now with like you said, you know, like stepping out of your Christian bubble Mm -hmm. and like, honestly, I was going to talk to you about this is like going through the next semester of like small groups and stuff. I love to encourage people, but I have a tendency to really get Like, find my group of people, which is, like, the girls right now in the small Mm -hmm. group. Just, like, work on them and building them up, which, yes, that's my job as, like, a small group leader. Mm -hmm. But the second time, like, I kind of want to go beyond that because it's, like, they know the Lord. They should feel convicted. You know, they all have walks with the Lord, so they should feel convicted. And I kind of want to focus more on people that 
like, have no concept of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, I want to, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but that's, like, my goal for next year. And I actually want to meet with some of the girls, just talk to them and share this with them, that we really should focus on this, like, talking to the people that don't know the Lord and that um, our small group, it's a, such a safe place where mm-hmm. people... It might be intimidating for other people, but, like, we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've yeah. sat in on it. Like, we yeah. talk about everything. And, and that's, like, that's what like it's not, to me. Anyway, so that's my goals, because I feel like I've kind of got really comfortable just being with friends, and, like, that's mm-hmm. great to encourage people when they need it, especially, and I know, like, there's some girls that, like, don't have as strong a walk as others that need mm-hmm. that, like, obviously, mm-hmm. but... I feel very convicted that we are supposed to be praying for the lost. Oh, and since, like, I was doing the next steps, since I've been leading oh, yeah. the next steps. Yeah, one so of you've the, gotten connected with a lot of people. Well, not, not necessarily like that, because I've only done, like, the one class. But there's that one question on the spiritual gifting test, which, yeah. since I lead the spiritual gifting session, mm-hmm. there's one question that it says, do you feel called to pray for the lost? And, like, mm. every time, like, I see that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's me. I need mm-hmm. to be doing that. I mm-hmm. can't just be praying for my my people my people people. like Mm. i know that that's my lane to stay in and like pray for my girls and stuff yeah but oh like there's such a broken world out there like i can't get caught in that christian bubble like you were saying yeah and i think it's just i like remember years ago when i didn't know what to do i knew i had that stirring within me and i just didn't know what to do so i just prayed about it and i was like all right god i need some opportunity to interact with people that aren't like-minded, that are different from me. And so he graciously in his time and has given me opportunity to do that through my work, where I work now and with the rowing club. And in general, I just feel like I meet people all the time and it's just, we're all, all different. I love just the diversity of like our church as diverse, especially yeah. downtown. We have a, we talked about this last night at a women's, kind of ministry meeting about Mm -hmm. how we have this opportunity. There's a lot of people coming to our church that are either new believers or they're not sure yet. Yeah. And they're coming to just check out, check it out. And I know there's several people I know that I'm pretty sure, I mean, I've seen them in our community, but I don't know like where they stand as far as with the Lord. And it's cool to see that they're coming. And I think we have an opportunity to be able to just love on people and yeah we reach like such a, a different crowd, a wide we're in a theater. crowd. Yeah. yeah and we're like downtown a so yeah we're downtown and it's just a different atmosphere and vibe yeah it is um if you guys are ever in pensacola hit us up liberty downtown yes. life changer it's, it's awesome yeah literally love it mm-hmm. it's so good Okay, let's talk this. Like, what are you reading right now? What are you listening to? Like, what's inspiring you right now? Yep. So right now, I am catching up and working through the She Reads Truth Advent that yeah. we are doing together. Yeah, Tiffany d- and I did amazing. a group order. Yeah, see, they're going to get so. this in January, so Christmas will be over. So yeah. they're going to be it's like, okay. dang it, so Christmas is over. <laughs> just get the She Reads Truth study at the time. They're always rolling out. They're already. I've already got an email for the next one that they're doing. I think they're doing the Book of Matthew. She's linked me in, yeah. Remember, I'm a fan now. so I just love their books because they're aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I love your books. <laughs> Which may be like uh, that's a fancy <laughs> word, but like aesthetically pleasing. They're just awesome. like there's like other books that I'm reading that it's either they have graphic designers that are doing picture. It's more like a lack of better example, more of a magazine style yeah. where you have pictures that accompany articles. 
And I feel like a lot of books are kind of moving and studies are moving that way. And I feel, for me, it's inspiring because the first one I did of theirs is Romans. And they had all these different facts about Roman culture, Mm -hmm. um, of the, of Rome at the time that, um, Romans was written. They had recipes that were from Italy in the book. Um, so it just, it was the study and they're all about just reading the Bible, but they put all this extra information and like with the Advent book, they've had like what they have the hymns and they're like joy to the world and away in a manger. And then they have a little blurb about when it was written and how it was inspired. Uh And I love that. And a space for you to journal. Yes. Which I love. Yeah. I love that. I will advocate for journaling for I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. But for me, um, journaling is a lifeline. I have journals from like fifth grade till now. Same. So I it's do too. Just, I've always been a journalist. It's huge for are me. Are you stream of conscious journaling or are you bullets? Because I've heard, I, I talked to my friend Casey and he yeah. said that he's a bullet person. And yeah. He, he's a guy, so I don't know if that's, I don't know, I don't know if like maybe it's like harder for, you know, because Chris yeah. won't journal. Like he just, he hasn't tried it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you should just try it, but he's, like, not really interested yeah, in Yeah, and I have, I've so learned I through know. my counseling that yeah. a lot of people don't like journaling, and I'm always asking them to try, mm-hmm. and I've realized some people like to do lists, some people, mm-hmm. I try to get them just to draw pictures, or whatever, if they like sketching, I have a, yeah. a lot of teens that love to sketch. sketch. Oh my gosh, I that would literally like kill my journaling vibe. Like I yeah. don't want to sketch anything. Yeah, so they they're that's their thing. That's I, awesome, I have though. one girl that sketches quite a bit, and it's really healing for her. As journaling is healing for me, so um, finding different ways. But I'm definitely oops. <laughs> That was my spoon. <laughs> I'm definitely a stream of consciousness or just, you know, I'm talking to the Lord. So I'm yeah, just telling yeah, him all about what's going on, what I'm frustrated with, what's happy. It's everything under the sun. It's nothing is held back, which it's very yeah. freeing for me because there's stuff that I need to talk about that I don't feel like I can talk about with people yet yeah. or it's something that I'm working through. And so journaling is just that avenue. For me, but yes, back to Shiri's truth. I love the pages where you can journal because that helps me keep on track and see what God's telling me and really kind of plunk through some of that. Yeah. Going back to journaling, I even think that sometimes when I will put it on paper, it immediately feels like five times smaller. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, it's like all caught in my head. And like, even if I just write it out, being like, Mm -hmm. I'm angry with this person I feel hurt because Mm -hmm. of this it minimizes it yeah and I don't know what it is but it's like as soon as I get it out there like I just am like oh you know what that's not really as bad as what I see or like you know what yeah and it kind of makes it real too like it's like okay I'm really going through this Mm -hmm. but it's okay like like you said it minimizes it it makes it not as big because in our heads when we swirl it around in our heads as we tend to do as women getting it out of our heads is just like okay it's it's away from me. Mm-hmm. It's not in as it doesn't feel as crazy as it is in the head in your head, and then getting it on paper. With the exception, I will say I think there's one exception is that is when you are dealing with sickness. Then I think putting it out there, it just honestly just is like it's a little bit freeing maybe to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's still there, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably the only exception when it's like a minimizing thing. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't feel as small. It just feels kind of painful. Yeah. I've dealt with, like, a back injury this past year, and I know you, I don't know if you feel, but I don't know if you yeah. feel comfortable talking about, like, migraines that you Yeah, have. no, yeah. It's sick from high school time up until now. I've dealt with digestive issues, 
migraines, physical mm-hmm. ailments that um, it sounds like a lot, but it's really, I mean, it's I deal with it. In the last couple of years, it's just been really hard because they're, the migraines are debilitating and they're happening more often. Yeah. And so it's like, what do you do when stuff like that happens? Like, I mean, I can journal. Well, when I'm having a migraine, I can't journal. I'm literally like I have to lay on my couch or somewhere where it's dark. Yeah. And just sit there. Even watching TV is really hard for me to do. So journaling is not an option during that time. But, you know, journaling around it, definitely how I'm feeling. I'm definitely praying about how I'm feeling and what's going on. Because for me, it's super discouraging because I can't go to work. It's like hindering me from doing stuff. And God had to really get a hold of me about it because my identity was wrapping up in what I do, not who I am. And so I have found a lot of freedom Um, in the last couple of years of just working through that and because I was feeling shame because something's wrong with me or even when my stomach stuff was happening. So at my old job, which I absolutely loved, but I was super sick a lot, partly probably because of stress, um, because of the environment and me learning, learning how to deal with people with trauma, learning how to deal with being in a residential program. You, it's like you're going into their home to do the counseling yeah. and do the work. So it's a different environment. And that was a lot. Um, I think like, let's be physically. real. That's exhausting. Like, yeah, to people like, is. listen, they're going to, I don't know how you do. But I love it. Do. Like, I miss it. See, so I much. love that this, like, <laughs> thank the Lord there's yeah. people out there that that makes you feel alive. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, to me, I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that yeah. at all. I love, I love, I miss it so much, but I, no, the reality of it, it was hard for me physically. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, it was a learn. it's a learning experience for me how to handle self-care for my body and what I'm eating and all that stuff that you don't want to think about sometimes, especially now around the holidays. It's like, oh, I have to think about what I'm eating yeah, and mm-hmm. what I'm exercising and all of that. So, you know, having migraines and stuff like that it was in the, I would just feel bad I would feel bad that I wasn't there because I didn't what I knew maybe this client was going through something or yeah. whatever and I really wanted to be there or like I have to take off work again and um and my stomach stuff sometimes I'd have to leave like halfway through work and just be like can't do it today and yeah. I'd have to make that call and I'm just like I can't believe this is happening and so I just didn't yeah. know and I'd I, for a long time, I mean, I prayed about it, but I didn't pray for healing because I just didn't know. I don't know why I didn't. I know I remember having people suggesting that I needed to pray for that, but I was kind of stuck in this, like, well, it is what it is. This is just yeah. how my body is. It's not going to change. You get stuck in those lies yeah. that tell you those things. And so, so I feel like in the last couple of years, I've been really actually praying for healing. Like I went to um, New York City for She Is Free conference through Liberty Church, New York City. Um, Andy Andrews, which is amazing. Check her out. She held her conference and I really felt like that was the first time I really, really was like, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to pray. And they actually prayed for people with migraines. And my Kristen f- did that too at yeah. one first Wednesday. She mm-hmm. invited people to come up to the front. Mm-hmm. Chris- Kristen Linscombe, I'll, ta- mm-hmm. I'll t- 
See, I have to add all these notes in here. I'll my tag. Shout out to Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead, though. So, um, I was like, okay. And, like, my friends were like, Tiffany, raise yeah, your hand. They're like, you Hello, need to, girl. You need to go. So, uh-huh. um, that's when I really started praying. And that's really, like, I remember that year or the year before, I was praying for closeness with the Holy Spirit. So, kind of coupling back to our conversation about the Holy Spirit, I was, like, ready to mm-hmm. become closer to the Holy Spirit during that time and being able to pray and really believe that he was going to heal me. Have I been healed by it? No, but um, as far as the migraines go, I feel like my stomach stuff, I feel like in certain forms he has healed me or given me certain avenues of nutrition or other, well, I guess some medication stuff that has helped make it not as bad as yeah. it used to be. And I think my job situation has changed so which I don't like that it changed but I know God is like shaping me you really like embody that into your testimony too yeah like that's so it's so encouraging to see because not a lot of people want to talk about like their process of healing or in your case like lack of right yeah now. yeah and it's hard and I didn't want to for a long time but I feel like God has just released me to be able to talk about it and knowing that it's okay like when I'm sitting and having a migraine like I know God is right there with me and he's it's comfort. I have a lot of comfort where I used to have a lot of shame because mm-hmm. I would have to like debate on telling my bosses that I wasn't coming yeah. in, which they were super graceful. They're my spiritual parents now. So my old bosses and they, they're just full of grace. We're like, you're fine. Take care of yourself. We yeah. love you. Like get some rest. There was never the condemnation that I would heap on myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, even um, like with Link, when we do something as a group, you'll be really open about I can't do it tonight. Like, I have a migraine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if in your head you ever feel, like, disappointed. Disappointment within yourself. Being, like, on the opposite side of that text. And I can say this for other people because, you know, I've sat in a small group. You know, we've all got that same text from you. Be like, I'm having a migraine today. I'm not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, of course, we're disappointed that you can't come. But in, our, in my head, I'm like, that is, like, really, like, being very secure to be like, you know what? I need rest and not push myself. Mm-hmm. And also to let people know how we can pray for you it's really like it feels equipping to me to be like okay like I can do that for her and then I feel like I've contributed and then like everyone else feels that way too you know you haven't put that pressure on yourself also to be like I need to be there in full form you know and yeah yeah that's something I've just had to learn like Mm -hmm. I have to learn my limits and know that it's okay and I still when I have to you know saying no is like something we just all yeah. have to learn and I'm like a huge advocate of telling people like how to say yeah. no and Those boundaries no it's okay <laughs> just say no boundaries get the book from <laughs> Henry Cloud and John Townsend it'll yeah. change your life but um so yeah like I still will be like oh man I really wanted to go to whatever I wanted to go. there's so many times where I've just had to text people and be like hey I can't go because my stomach's bothering me mm-hmm. or I'm having a migraine and it's just like man like I feel like this is limiting my life, but that's not the truth. The truth is that I need to rest. I need to take care of my body and not run it to the ground for, you know, sacrificing my health for experience. Like, my friends will still be my friends if I don't go to whatever I'm going to not so... I receive your word from your perspective. Because somebody else just told me that, too. Really? It's hard for me to see that just because... I don't know from my perspective it's just like oh, I just want to do it and I feel discouraged and like 
Um, but I know, like, I guess within me, I know, like, I have like to say no. It just feels like you're letting me into your, into your personal world of where you're just like, yeah. hey, I really need this today. And I don't think a lot yeah. of people do that, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm one who doesn't do that a lot. Like, hey, what? I really, like, need you. You know, you and I are getting close enough where it's yeah. like I feel like I've opened up about stuff mm-hmm. from, like, I really could use this prayer today or yeah. I need this, like, as I'm getting ready to go do this. But I think that in the church there's a lot of people who still feel like they have to have it all together at least mm-hmm. growing up I know that like unless it was like someone had cancer or someone was yep. getting rid of a baby or something mm-hmm. like a big thing even the little things people were not because they feel like they're putting people out for praying and it's like no yeah like if we all did that we could equally like share the load right yeah and I think too that I was that way when I was a Christian or mm-hmm. started being a Christian um it was like that I have to have it all together and everything. I still yeah. have to battle, like, the root of that. I feel mm-hmm. like God continually, like, pulls that out of me, knowing that, like, I don't have to have it all together. It's okay that I don't have to have it all together. I remember when I was super sick. Was it two years ago? Last year? It was either I was really sick for, like, like back-to-back. I was having the flu. I had a sinus infection. I had a cold. I had something else. It was, like, all back-to-back. And then it's like I was depressed too and I remember a friend of mine was like you don't have to have it all together and I thought I don't think I have to have it all together like Mm -hmm. in my head and I'm like oh maybe she's right (laughs) that was the root of how I was feeling you feel so pressured to yeah I pressured to have it all together to do everything say everything and it's just not the truth and so within the last year and a half or so it's been a lot of me having to say no. Yeah. Um, or like, I'm not feeling it today or I'm not feeling good or reaching out to people saying, I need prayer for this. I feel like I have exhausted my prayer request, no, which isn't true. Yeah. Which isn't true. Truthfully, like even for people listening today, if you feel like you have that, it's like pure Satan. Cause yeah, we are believe, called to pray and right. pray one another. Right. I had another that friend like tell me, she was like, What's the harm in asking for prayer? Yeah, over and over. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You know? I was just like, oh. But sometimes I feel like because it's been such a hard season, uh, the last year and a half for me, um, just with like unexpectedly losing my job, mm-hmm. that's been like the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest grief I've ever been through. And so just dealing with that, loss of identity a little bit. Then just with all the health issues and everything. So and I feel like I've had to lean on people more than I have in the past. And it's good for me. And I think it's good in general. But it's been a battle of like maybe pride. Yeah. Is probably the root of that. And just being humble and saying, you know what? I do need prayer today. Or like I do need to reach out. Even there, my friends never get tired of, yep, we'll pray for you. It's fine. And. Um, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. I may be a little bit late in responding to your texts. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm so bad about it. But. Well, a lot of the times I send out during the day, if I have to send out a text to people or whatever, I like, I don't expect people to respond because people are I'm, at work. I'm super or whatever, bad about it though. So. To the point of where I look rude, but it's not rude. I'm not being, well, yeah, I could be being a little rude. <laughs> just leaving Or you're just being intentional of not being on technology so much which is also a good thing yeah i try i'm trying to be more kind of limiting that i don't know if that muffin is going to be good it's okay i'm gonna eat it anyways it's a little bit doughy (laughs) it's like pumpkin spice muffin it's so good really Mm -hmm. are you just saying that because you're on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) trust coley's cooking it's okay no it's good anything that's grain free Dairy-free, gluten-free, and it tastes 
Like Daniel this Daniel Walker. Does. Daniel Walker. So she's it's, amazing. It's supposed to have dairy-free chocolate chips with it, but I don't have those. Mm. Not that cool. I just realized chocolate. Like I know chocolate's made with milk, but I just did not clue in. Like oh, this is something. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was had Sarah over the other night, and I was gonna make hot chocolate, and I didn't even think about my chocolate. Yeah. So I made. I feel hot like we're making the world like worse by just be like, because like no one, we're not fun. I don't feel like I'm <laughs> oh, fun. Be like, you're well, fun. okay. So my mom came down. My mom and dad came down this summer, and my mom's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make some eggs for you because she's like, what do you eat for breakfast? I'm like, I eat eggs, and so she's like, okay. And so all of a sudden I see her like um taking like butter yeah. butter and, and she's like, I'm gonna doctor these up and I'm like, Mom, that's dairy and she was like, Oh yeah, oh. I forgot. And then she did something else where it was like Oh, I know. Then she went and she didn't even think. Like, this is going to make her sound so dumb, but it's not. It was just, like, she just, like, this is what she normally would do. Yeah. Like, cooking for, like, me when I lived with her and, like, mm-hmm. my brother. She went and she put, like, some, like, cream cheese or, like, something in there. And, she, and I was like, Mom, that's still dirty. She's like, oh, shoot. She's like, you can't eat <laughs> Like, you can't. She's like, what do you eat? I'm like... Yeah. And, yeah, it's really hard, though, this time of year, because I've I had, like, some sips of Chris's, like, hot chocolate and different yeah. stuff, and so it's, like... Has it bothered you? No, it doesn't, and the only thing that, like, I consider myself, like, so blessed, I don't have um, digestive issues like you and Sarah do. I yeah. just do it because um, I'm trying to fight the PCOS, PCOS yeah. and just trying to be, like, as healthy as possible, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of chemicals in, um, mm-hmm. and just a lot of bad stuff in dairy. Yeah. And, like, hormones, that's what I'm trying to say, that I yeah. don't need. And I can tell you, like, I feel lighter when I don't, like, I feel like I just, um, I'm not as heavy in fatigue Mm -hmm. if I don't have dairy, and also I feel like my face has cleared up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'll still get, like, pimples on my chin, but Mm -hmm. that, I feel like, is totally, like, hormonal. That is, like... Yeah, for sure. It only happens, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, once a month and everything, so, but, but no regrets on... Like doing, doing like it. doing a healthier lifestyle, yeah. for sure. And there's so many recipes out there. There too. really is. There is a lot. Like I've got, I bought Daniel Walker's um, celebrations. I see. I don't on have that Kindle. one. I have like the very first one. Yeah, I did it on the Kindle because um, it was like three bucks. Yeah. So I made. What did I make from there? I didn't make the exact version of the sweet potatoes, but the roasted sweet potatoes for Thanksgiving. Oh, she has it I with like candied bacon, which I can't eat bacon. So Why can't you eat bacon? I can't eat any like bacon or um, what else is part of the? I can eat a pork tenderloin, but and ribs, but bacon it just bothers my stomach. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we eat so much bacon. In yeah, a lot it's of probably people. not good for us, like with the grease and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's the grease that bothers really? me. So. Um, but I made the sweet potatoes based on her recipe, and there's something else. That, that sounds I so made. good. I love sweet potatoes. I do too. I want to try her herb, her herb drop biscuits maybe for Christmas. Oh, that's my good. My parents want to do like gravy and biscuits and eggs for breakfast. That's what I normally do for Christmas. Like Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we do yeah. A breakfast too usually. So, I don't know what but it's always. Milk gravy, which yeah. is amazing, but it's, so good. <laughs> it's yeah. not good for me. But um, so I want to try to make for me some grain-free biscuits. So we'll see. That'll be good. What happens? I have to be careful with her some of her stuff too, though, because like it can get really powdery. Like I have to add like a little bit of extra stuff. milk, mm-hmm. and I kind of have to. I don't. I just tailor it kind of to yeah, like. To I mean, using like. like extra extra ingredients and stuff. I remember hearing once they're like the best way you can make like the best possible like food is if you stick entirely to the recipe. And I was like, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it's like, I modify I feel, a lot too. I modify a ton, mm-hmm. and it's just like 
not by adding bad stuff like things, but I mean like yeah. just like oh I need a little bit more of this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, and for like, me like I don't there's a lot that. of stuff that I can't eat. Like if I eat too much oil yep. or whatever, so it's kind of like I have to for my stomach because yeah. sometimes stuff will taste amazing. But man, it just tears me up. Well, like when I made her grain-free bread, we were adding coconut flour at once, and Chris actually was like, "Hey, let's not use coconut flour this time." Mm-hmm. Our bread was not as spongy. Like it was yeah. spongy when we did the coconut flour, but when we just used almond flour, it was like not as good. Not it was like it, yeah, it was better when we didn't use the coconut flour. Like it was not as spongy, and it just like felt more like huh. actual bread. You know, you have to like trick yourself. Yeah. You're like, I'm eating bread, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's more like a dessert bread kind of. But um, yeah. But yeah, so it's like we like we took that out of there. And the biggest thing of hers that has changed my life, and I don't know if you've had it, but like, have you done her pizza crust? No, but I've oh seen it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It good. And it's like literally like there, I will cut them into like tiny little squares and I'll probably have maybe like three or four. Yeah. And it, it because it has that almond flour, it will fill you up. Yeah. That's so really good. I'll use the diet cheese too. And it's nice. like just me like pizza. That sounds Layton good. Layton didn't like it, though, when she had it. Probably. Well, Probably it's not she's for not, everybody. Yeah. everybody. Chris will, yeah, Chris will eat it, though, but she, she was not a huge fan of it. And I know Sarah doesn't like diet cheese, so. Yeah. I mean, so I, I know not I've had does. it, so. Yeah, and I, I no, should have like you go over and do it. Yeah, we should do it. That would be fun. We could do, yeah, we should do that and, like, do a movie or something. Yeah. Pizza Yeah, because when Layton came over, we watched, uh, we watched two movies. We watched The Longest Ride, the Nicholas Sparks yeah. movie. Yeah. I didn't realize how good that movie was, really? actually. I have I, not seen Some of it. his movies are really cheesy, mm-hmm. but, like, there was, like, it had to do with, like, an art museum, uh-huh. which, big twist, didn't realize that, and that was actually, like, a really good movie. And then yeah. we watched, because it was a cowboy movie, we watched Eight Seconds. <laughs> nice. Have you ever seen that no, movie? Oh, I my haven't. gosh. And you're from Missouri, too. Like, <laughs> I think it's, like, I just, I remember, like, all the girls on my ball team, we used to talk about Eight Seconds, which is such a cheesy 80s movie. Like, it mm-hmm. is so cheesy. Mm-hmm. But I just for some reason love it so yeah what about that have you are you what are you what are you watching on netflix what's good i just watched um on amazon prime i watched it's a new show what's it called like the marvelous mrs Maisel. it's a little crude so if you're like super yeah so is eight so is eight seconds so don't judge (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like if you're a little like not into some of that stuff which I can understand. I have a sensitivity. Like, I have to be careful yeah. what I watch. But yeah. this one, for whatever reason, it didn't bother me Parents, much. please preview. Yeah. yeah. It's about um, Mrs. Maisel, who, not to, like, blow the whole story, but she tries to get into comedy because, like, her and her husband weren't working out. And yeah. it's, like, based in the 1950s. Like, New York City, Jewish culture, family, uh-huh. and just the dynamics of the families, and, like, she's got two kids, and then for her to, um, her husband actually was trying to do comedy, and... And this is a movie, just, this is not a series. It's a series. Oh, it is, it a, is series. a series. Okay. So this is just season okay. one, wow. and, and so it's just funny the way that she ends up getting into it, because she is, like, really funny just to begin with. Yeah. Um, and she just didn't realize that. So it's, like, her journey, like, into the comedy world. Oh, that's awesome. Because of her life was falling apart. She had, like, a nervous... She's having, like, a nervous breakdown, and all this stuff happens, and I don't want to ruin it. She's naturally funny, and so, like, during this nervous breakdown, like, it's like she runs down to the comedy club, and she just spews it, and just hilarious. She gets in trouble, because there's some things that she does that was inappropriate. Um, Way to take, like, a bad situation and make it awesome. Right. It's interesting. I was gonna say, that sounds 
that does like just run to your local nightclub and like you know what I mean? <laughs> when did yeah. we ran to a local nightclub you know yeah and it's the club that her husband like tried to do comedy at so that she supported him with and yeah um so it's an interesting it's done like i've finished the first season so there's is there gonna more. be a season two and it's mrs mazel yeah mrs Ma- like the marvelous mrs marvelous Maisel. mrs mazel so we'll link to that, i like so the know. i just like the the era like yeah. the culture of the time like just why yeah. i love just the background of all that kind of stuff so oh, i love the 50s i love mm-hmm. that kind of stuff yeah. That's awesome. So, what about anything else? Um, working my way through Gilmore Girls. I'm almost Always. done. I've never <laughs> watched it when it was on. Yeah. And so Same. I remember seeing maybe an episode here or there. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. So I'm on season six. I think there's seven. So it's taking me a while, but I'm going to get there. Because a couple of my friends want to watch the the um like the the year yeah the, the year in the life, life. i refuse so, to watch that until i finish the yeah, entire thing they're waiting for me yeah, yeah i'm so behind waiting for me i'm like i'm like probably like maybe season two season three like yeah. i'm so behind but i don't care i'm like yeah, i just am enjoying just it for it what it is can. yeah so i watched that so the podcast is called uh still with you and my purpose of that is that for one, like, I've had to move around a lot, you know, like, with everything. And yeah. so I'm like, I'm still here, not going right. anywhere. Like, you yeah. can still connect with me. Yeah. Second is I love Psalms 139. And there's a mm-hmm. verse in there that um, talks about, talks about like, and when I am when I wake, I'm still with you, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's like, like he's always there with us, which Amen. we love. Um. So anyway, I'll close with, like, this question that it's kind of going to be, like, it's up to you to interpret. Because, like, when I asked my brother for the podcast, he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, so it's like, where's God with you right now? Yeah. Um, you can go as deep or as lighthearted as you yeah. want with that. Seriously. Yeah. I feel like he's deep. If that makes sense. Like I just went through this freedom course that our yeah, church went freedom. through and we went through the retreat. And so there's been a lot of, um, digging through stuff and junk and having to like, expel all that stuff and then receive the power of the Holy Spirit and receive who God is to fill up the places that you've kind of Mm -hmm. dug through and cast it out. And so I just feel like he's kind of sitting deep within me, if that makes sense, deeper than before. I've been looking a lot because at one of the videos, they're talking about like the glory of the Lord. And so glory in the... Hebrew or Greek translation um, means weight, like the weighted, full weighted presence of God. And so like, just that you were able to carry the weight of God, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like being able to carry his glory. And I mean, so, like we're part of the body, so why wouldn't we carry some of this, yeah. like, what breaks his heart and stuff? So yeah, yeah like, I totally so get it. I to- it's I weighted as in yeah. like, we're not, bur- it's not the burdens of the world, but it's the mm-hmm. weight, it's the thickness and the heaviness of his presence. Yes. Um, because if you think about it, everybody in the Bible that either was in his presence or he like he wouldn't let Moses see him. He would pass he passed yeah. by him, but he wouldn't let him see him. So there's a weight that comes with his glory. And so I just keep thinking about that and it just keeps coming up. So I feel like I'm sitting with the glory of the Lord like How cool. on me. And I I'm love just that. Like, Come on, Jesus, let's do this. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I feel so good. refreshed right now after going through all of that and Everybody needs to go through Freedom Group. Freedom Group, and it's, it's so originally good. from the Church of the Highlands. Chris yeah. Hodges is the pastor, so they came up with the curriculum. Yeah, there was telling uh, me about that, but it's amazing. 
Well, thank you so much You're for letting welcome. me sit at your yeah. like, kitchen table eating so awesome food. Fun. And yeah, thank you for being on here. You're welcome. So, so appreciated. Guys, is she not amazing? Oh my goodness. Tiffany's words are so wise. She is so beautiful inside and out. And I am so blessed to have her as a friend. As I was preparing for the show, I kept listening to our conversation over and over, and each time I felt renewed in a different way, one being with my walk with the Lord, and second, just kind of as a human being, you know, she is so welcoming as a friend, faults and all, she accepts everyone. Oh yeah, I just loved every bit of getting to talk with her and sharing just a small bit of our friendship with you guys. And I hope you guys sincerely enjoyed it too. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, double thank you to you. I'm so excited about everything that's going to be happening this upcoming season with sharing new voices and new ideas on the show. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me. I'm at Coley Browning, that's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle on all forms of social media. Or you can check out my website, which is coleybrowning.com. In the background is my sweet friend, Casey Macing. Her beautiful music is all going to be available for you to find in the show notes. So please be sure and check her out. All right, well, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I'm about to go do some yoga with my friend Ashley this evening, and then I'm going to go do the sisterhood brunch with my girls down at Downtown Liberty. So you guys have a great day, and remember, be bold, be brave, and be you, and remember, he is still with you. Oh, yeah.